The following podcast contains adult subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. You know what one hates? One hates customers. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box with Juan, Tim, and Gabe. But not Doyle. Doyle is having an intense sexual encounter with beef products right now. So if you hear a squishing noise... Rape is bad. Don't do it. This is Gabe. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. Woo! You are? Tim. Oh, I'm Juan. I fucked that up completely. I, yeah, I didn't know what was going it on. It was amazing. <laughs> I thought we were re-introing. <laughs> yeah. No, hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to oh, Thinking shit. Outside the Long Box. Of course, uh... Are we re-introing? No, 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 no. <laughs> he just forgot to start the video, right? No, no, no. You're good. Uh, today, we are going to be continuing our discussion of... I mean, I guess we can just say 50 science fiction. Yeah, this because one. they're all in the fifties. Yeah, fifty one and so fifty seven, fifty eight, fifty eight. So if you missed uh, the last episode where we talked about um, thing from another world, <clears throat> sorry, be sure to go back in our feed and check they it out. If you're thing. on YouTube, be sure to just find it on YouTube. There can't. It's it, probably the previous video. It, it can't be that fucking hard <laughs> to find. <laughs> you're, you know, you all seem like delightful, intelligent human beings, except for one guy, and he knows who he is. So well, two. Well, yeah, the comedian and Matt. So, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that during <laughs> listener act interaction. Yeah. The day the earth stood still, aka farewell to the master and journey to the world, is a 1951 American black and white science fiction film from 20th Century Fox, produced by Julian Blaustein and directed by Robert Weiss. The film stars Michael Rene, Patricia Neal, Hugh Marlowe, Sam Jaffe, Bill Gray, Francis B. Bavier. And Locke Martin. The screenplay was written by Edmund H. North, based on the 40s science fiction short story Farewell to the Master by Harry Bates. And the film score was composed by Berman Herman. The film's storyline involved <laughs> a humanoid alien visitor named Klaatu that comes to Earth, accompanied by a powerful eight-foot-tall robot, Gort, to deliver an important message that will affect the entire human race. And of course that message is... That now that you have shape nukes, up bitches. Now that you have nukes, and now that you have rockets, you can either join the universal police state, or we'll blow your planet the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get your shit together. So, damn it, you all right? You get yeah. more hot sauce in you? No, I just forget how to swallow. <laughs> sometimes I guess. So, it's true. Anyway, so <laughs> this movie came out the same year as thing from another world again black and white movie um lots of great visuals what's wrong with you he's an idiot that's what's (laughs) wrong with him my dog's a fucking idiot uh and like fueled by anxiety like day and night like he has zero chill but he's well taken care of Peta. oh no we love him (laughs) he just has zero chill so unless he's asleep so you know i give him chloroform (laughs) <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'd never do that to a dog, just to people. Uh, <laughs> we generally tire him out by, uh, you know, putting his leash on and then kind of, you know, just having him follow the car for a little bit. Oh, my God. Don't say shit like that. Tire, tires him right out. <laughs> yeah. 
Him and Gabe in <laughs> him and Gabe do a little bit of sh- 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 what? So that's disgusting. He's tiring him out. I'm just I'm saying. I'm not gonna have sex with an animal. <laughs> no, he's having sex with you. I'm not gonna I'm allow like, saying an Gabe animal. was down there like South Park. Red rocket, red rocket, red rocket. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> this went off the rails real fucking fast. Day the Earth stood still. A lot of same. A lot of the same like visuals. A lot of the same ideas. Like way better visuals, but. Though. A lot just, better. Visuals. Just better done. And like the dialogue in it is constantly driving the story. Like it's constantly pushing it along, explaining what's happening, like why these characters are coming together, why they're trying to get together these scientists, why Klaatu doesn't want to talk to politicians because they can't get their shit together, uh-huh. like all this other stuff. Like weird. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? Imagine that. They can't fucking figure it out. Um, hmm. but I in- told you, Patreon. In general, like it just, it just flows better. It's certainly not a fast movie. No, like no. it's paced really, really slowly. But the difference between a well-written, slowly paced movie and a movie that slowly paced and clearly just focuses on a monster that's never on screen yeah. is monumental. The writing is is just fucking blows the thing away. Completely, like it's just so sure. much better written than the thing. Like, even, like, when Gort isn't doing anything, like, literally, it's just, like, a, like, visual on him. Like, it's still, like, intimidating and imposing because he's an eight-foot robot that is, like, being hounded by military. Well, and they've built him up. Like, I can't penetrate him with any tools, you know? Who knows what kind of metal this is, so. Yeah. When he actually does some shit, you're like, oh, fuck. I mean, did anybody actually try to penetrate him, though? (laughs) I mean, did, did your dog. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now it's full circle and it's fun. Yes. <laughs> it went from him fucking me to him fucking Gort. And I'm like a way bigger fan of that. <laughs> <laughs> so Gort is obviously like one of the iconic, like science fiction robots. Okay? For sure. He's like, got action figures. He's got. Yeah, that's totally fine. <laughs> Gort. Uh, there's Gort. There's the robot from. Uh, um, Lost in Space. Lost in Space. I was about to say, there's you know, the Danger Danger really Will Robinson. Series. Yeah, the new series is really good. There's Robbie the Robot from uh, Forbidden Planet. Fuck, we should have watched that too. That's a good movie too. There's and then you you can't you can't shy away from talking about R two D two and C three PO. Like they belong sure. in that yeah. canon. Gore is like one of the most recognizable science fiction creatures, and he's boring. Yeah, and I think really. The only reason he's so iconic is because the movie that surrounds him makes him seem so intimidating. Yeah. Like, it makes him seem unstoppable. And that is really, really cool that something that looks like it's made out of trash cans is, like, scary as fuck. But well, his little like laser eyes, like he that levels a tank. Like, yeah, he like levels like two or three tanks off the cuff. Just like here you go, just gonna set the standard Don't right now. Fuck with us. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like you are outgunned. <laughs> and then later on, he straight up vaporizes the other two guys when Klaatu gets shot. Like so not it, even a pile of ash. It's just <laughs> gone. It's like you kind of said at the beginning. It's a story about an alien who he tells a story about there used to be chaos in the world and they or in the universe and they created these robots in order to essentially stomp that out. And so they've given away a lot of their 
I don't even know if they've given away a lot of freedoms. They've they given have away given away a lot but, of their. Freedoms. But I mean, but I mean, they're free to do anything, but Kill like each other, like be dickheads to each other. This is America. That is the most important freedom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of motherfuckers deserve it. <laughs> See, that's the problem. Regularly. <laughs> But so so they've created these robots to essentially extinguish that so that different races can live in peace. And like you said at the beginning, they've uh, the humans have finally come to a state where they have something that could threaten outside the of the Earth. Yeah. And so he literally <clears throat> care. He literally says, I don't care what you do on your yeah. own planet. He said, I don't yes. care about your squabbles. Yeah. <laughs> like zero. You bring this together. shit up here. We're going to have some problems. I, so so where I where I delve from from liking this movie, because obviously there's a 2008 version with Keanu Reeves is at the very end. <clears throat> I love the ending of the 2008 movie. Where the kid pleads with him the whole time to be like, save us, like, stop this madness. There's good people still. And Klaatu's like, all right, well, there's going to be a big sacrifice to do that. And he fucking wipes all electricity off of the off of the whole fucking planet. So he essentially sends them back to like the Stone Age where they yeah. have to kind of figure everything out again. I really like that. It seems like a consequence other than just a show of like like melting tanks and shit like that. Yeah. It seems like, a okay, we've done this. You fucking do it again and we'll be back again and it'll be way worse than this. Whereas the whereas the 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 original seems more like a like just a warning, it's like straight, a like no, a tale. I don't it's, know. It's it's straight fascism. Yeah. They're literally saying you have to adhere to what we say or we destroy your planet. Right. Yeah. Whereas that is we're gonna send you back and we're gonna give you another chance to right. do it right. And like that is a more I think a more palatable idea to us, you know, in the society and the culture that we live in now than the other one, because we're more inclined to think that we should be free and that people shouldn't be saying you need to do it this way, because if you don't do it this way, it hurts other people. It's literally the mask debate. Like, yeah. Right. So so the the reason I like the other one is because, like I said, it feels it feels more like a, a real punishment. Like, I got punished. Let's figure it out now. Mm-hmm. You know, the other one feels just more like, a man, eh, we'll see. It's a threat. And it, it, no. to, to me, it gives those humans the opportunity to be like, well, now we know what's out there. How do we stop them from coming back here? You know what I mean? As opposed to fixing what the problems are. Exactly. Like, the difference is one is an opportunity and the other one's a threat. Right. Like, well, you got to look at the times. Back then fascism communism were a huge threat at least a huge perceived threat to the american people that i'm assuming was largely the audience of this film right so i feel like those consequences probably had the same bearing on them as one with the with the remake what's interesting i do like that it leaves it open-ended where he tells the scientists what they need to do and then that's it yep he flies away and that's the end it's like it's on you now yeah and that's the same way with the keanu reeves one it's very open-ended and I think in general, the thing is just a monster movie. Right. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. This is, like, genuinely something that's intended to make you think about things. Like, it's entertaining. It's full of action. It's clearly science fiction with spacemen and robots and tanks and all sorts of shit. But it's also, like, has a very obvious 
and like intentional message that makes this so much more than just like a monster movie, which Mm -hmm. it easily could have been. And again, I think that's a big part of why Gort has become so iconic. He doesn't say word fucking one. Like he just lasers things and listens to people and brings somebody back (laughs) from the dead, which is fucking crazy cool. But it's cool because this, unlike the thing it has, this movie almost has no action in it. Yeah. Like there's very few times where Gort's doing something. But the story is, is, and maybe it's just because of what's going on in the world today that it just resonates a little deeper. You know, it's I made kind it, of a timeless story. It really is. Like, I mean, hey, I don't chill even the think, fuck out or bad things are happening. I don't even think it's the times. Like this story resonated with me when I was younger. Yeah. When I watched it, like right. as a middle schooler, I mean, I would assume that this is something that the kids could watch and be like, "Wow, that was kind of cool." Right. You know. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I, I think at least the, Ashton. I think the <laughs> For I sure. think the story was great. I, you know, whether we're going two thousand eight or nineteen fifty one, it it re- it's it's a well written story. So we've talked about two movies now: Thing from Another World, Day the Earth Stood Still. Both oh, just movies. a quick just a quick side note. Yeah, it um, Day the Earth Stood Still actually did win a uh, Golden Globe in nineteen fifty two. Oh. So. Definitely deserving of, a, of an award. Like, it's a good-ass movie. Yeah. Both movies, they've been remade. Uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, vastly superior to the old version oh, of yeah, The 100%. Thing. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, 100% better. Even it wasn't in, a hard the, thing to accomplish, Even but yes. in the zeitgeist of, like, history, though. Yeah. I feel like if One you were is, to be like, hey, have you seen The Thing? Nobody's think, remembering nope. 1951. Nope. No. Everybody <laughs> thinks of the John Carpenter yeah. movie. Yeah. I didn't even know the John Carpenter movie was a remake until I was like in my teens. And that's why I ended up like trying to see the movie. You know, right. like, I don't know. It's interesting. Like, I haven't seen the 2008 version of The Day the Earth Stood Still. Oh, wow. How does it hold up to the old one? Is it better or is it like kind of the same like i know you prefer the end to the new one but it's almost a completely different movie with like a similar premise huh so gore is actually huge in the remake he's not eight foot tall he's probably like 30 feet tall yeah and what comes off of him because they've already they've already made their decision by the time they've got to earth it was never ever a retribution story for earth yeah they came to earth knowing they were gonna level it and so Gort has like nanobites on him that are just as soon as he gets to Earth, they start kind of going out and you start seeing cities and shit disintegrate. Hmm. And so at the end, <clears throat> Keanu Klaatu is 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 uh, convinced that he needs to change that by the child saying, you know, because he sees hope in in different people. Right. And the government in that one is just fucking trying to do everything they can to kill yeah. the alien and the machine. Right. And so yeah. there's like no retribution for those people, but he sees it in this little like eight year old kid. And so that's why the decision is made that he's got to try and save it. It's, but he, hmm. he almost can't. It's, a, it's, it's like in the old movie where he says, we don't really have control. You kind of see that in the 2008 movie because he can't just go up to Gort and be like, all right, stop. Yeah. Like he's got to do, he's got to yeah. use his powers in order to make that happen. Hmm. That's interesting. I, I think I'm going to try to find it because it's not a bad watch. It sounds kind of cool. And I love Keanu Reeves. So there Me you go. Too. He's such a great human being. Agreed. I would definitely make out with him. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> I think he's married. I think he just got married. That definitely hasn't ever stopped huh? me. Yeah, he, he did. Very good. I yeah. think so. 
So what do we say about this one? Thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs, thumbs up. up. If I had to give it like a star, I don't think I'd say it's perfect. I'd probably be somewhere in the 85 to 90 range. But it's it's for sure a, a thumbs up, 100%. My dad mostly wrote a synopsis of the film, but he, he did chuckle at the fact that like this movie would still work if they just remade it almost scene for scene right now. Yeah. Because we're still having the same kind of problems with war. <laughs> for sure. Like, very so, little has changed other than how we perceive things and which people we yell at. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's all, we're almost living in the same times, weirdly enough. Yeah. I just thought that was kind of amusing and weird. Oh, fun fact. I didn't know, and I'm an idiot. I had no idea this is where... Bruce Campbell got Klaatu Verata necktie from. Oh, you didn't know <laughs> no, that? No, I Oh, did. okay. Until I was like, oh, fuck. Awesome. <laughs> That's the thing he has to say. <laughs> yeah. That he fucks up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Causes the evil dead to rise. It's funny because he says, Klaatu says the same thing to her. Like, you have to say it like this. Yeah. <laughs> you fuck it up. She's like, Klaatu Verata. <laughs> <laughs> there, I said the words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're fucked. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, today, I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10. Today? Nice. What about tomorrow? What are you going to give it tomorrow? Oh, no. Probably like a 9 out of 10. So what, do you th- th- what do you think you would have gave it yesterday? Eh, probably like an 8 out of 10 because I was tired. And like next week, maybe? Yeah, probably. It'll. It's like same 85, 90%. Like, it's just a good movie. <laughs> okay, this bit sucks. Great movie. <laughs> I'm Doyle. I'll give it an 8 and out of 10. <laughs> Why he sounds like Tally, I don't know. Why your your Doyle <laughs> sounds way too thin. <laughs> Here, let me try. <laughs> I do think, though, on a serious note, I do think Doyle would have liked... I'm, I'm, I'm sure I think he, he liked this movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. What up, PLTLB listeners? This is Doyle. I'm talking a little fast because I can't seem to record one of these messages on the time I'm provided, but today I'll be talking to you about The Day the Earth Stood Still. Um, of the three movies we watched for this week's recording, this one was definitely my favorite. I think it's paced the best. I think it looks the best as far as visual quality goes, even though it's in black and white and the blob is in color. Um, I think the message is still very relevant today as far as humanity getting its shit together and... Uh, you know, just becoming a global entity, like, it just seems like we should be at this point, but we're still all still squabbling over such little bullshit. Um, the only thing that's comedically bad, in my opinion, about this movie is that this alien is supposed to be capable of, like, global destruction and looks like a slightly tall dude. Um, but that's not really that big of a deal. If you've seen the new The Daily Earth Stood Still, it's kind of Imagine that robot in this movie, but don't imagine that movie at all because that movie is terrible. Um, but yeah, I like the movie overall. I think the way that the alien kind of interacts with the human race through hanging out with a child for a day is really cool. It's like a really neat perspective. And I also, uh, I guess actually I did find it pretty comedic that the language of the the Google blops and it's like they put no time or effort into creating a language for the for the aliens. They just have this retarded 
TikTok or talk language. Uh, I did like the, what was I going to say? Ah, whatever. Yeah, I like, I like the movie. Um, I like this movie, The Blob, and then The Thing will the least as far as that goes. And yeah, this one gets two thumbs up. I didn't do it the other one, but, uh, it's definitely twice baked. And The Blob is, uh, I don't even know if I like The Blob or not. It's just funny to watch. Like, just dumb shit happening all the time. The Blob is just moving around slowly and nobody seems to be able to get away from it. And the thing is just really slow and it's a great premise and it's been done well over time, but overall it's just, that was not a, it's just hard to watch. But, uh, thanks so much for listening guys. I hope you continue to interact with us on our different social medias. Um, if you're listening to this show and you haven't reached out in any way, please do. We'd love to hear from you. Just your thoughts, your ideas, your opinions. Um, it would be great if you could leave us a rating anywhere. And um, if you like the show, it would be really awesome if you could contribute on Patreon. Uh, it helps us out a lot, and it just helps us continue to keep doing the show the way that you guys love listening to it. So thanks so much, and hope you guys have a rest of your day. Bye. A good rest of your day. You- now back to our show. What if we got a dead wrong and you're going to add a clip in later that's like, it's my new fucking oil, yeah. it's fucking new, it's horseshoes. I just feel like Dumbest this is the type I've of seen. movie, the type of commentary he likes. It is. I feel like it is. If he doesn't <laughs> like this, I'll be super shocked. <laughs> it would be weird. Well, well, I think that's about it, huh? I definitely recommend going to, to watch the yeah, 2008 this is, version. This is well. definitely something that'll yeah. do. This is a good... I, I think it holds up. I think the graphics are great for the time. Yeah. The cheesiest thing is probably the very first you know, UFO. The UFO definitely but, is a pipe hand. But it's yeah, it's good. definitely <laughs> a pipe hand. <laughs> it's good because they don't... It's just bright. Like, they don't try to overplay their hand. Crazy. It's just a yeah. bright fucking orb that comes through. I, I, it was good. It's good. Well, sounds like we all agree on this one. Fucking and a. the last one, which is kind of weird. I don't know. We were pretty your your whole rating system on that one was a little off, I think. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so we're gonna come back next episode and we're gonna talk about nineteen fifty eight's the blob. So be sure to check uh, that out. The blob um, <laughs> that'll finish up our series on fifty science blah, fiction. Blah. Beware of the blob. We can't sing. I know. I don't know Let's the words just either. Move on to it. Anyway. Can you, can you put the Blob song in the next episode? No way. No way is know. that legal. You, it's a 50s movie. You'd think that it it's might probably be public past, domain? Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, when was the fucking Night of the Living Dead? That's public domain. Well, that's because George Romero got screwed on it, though. <laughs> True. Like, it, that, that's like a whole thing. Like, the reason that movie's a public domain movie is like a whole story. Uh, anyway. With that said, you guys, check us out, TOTLB.com. That's where you can find all of our social media interaction points. Find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash TOTLB. Give us some support. Help the show out. Uh, We haven't had to do any cons this year because, you know, (laughs) COVID-19 fucking blows nutsacks. Uh, But be sure to go to Patreon, give us some support so that when things start happening again, we can still go to them. Um, Let's see. Uh, You can email us. Might as well throw that in there at outside the long box at gmail.com. If you have a project that you're working on and you want uh, to talk with us about it, we love doing interviews with people from all basically brands of pop culture and all levels of expertise. You could be, you know, you could be. Brian Cox, you could be the people that, you know, made the crazy ghost 
horror movie that I watched a couple weeks ago, Deadly Legend. You could be either of those kinds of people. You could be those me. people. Those people actually seem like they really had their shit together for independent movie makers, though. So True. maybe somebody else, like the guy that sent me Amityville Vibrator. You could be like that guy. Anyway, so <laughs> um, if you're that guy and you're watching, we want you to yeah, come on the show I, and talk I'm, about it. I'm already reaching out to him. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, you know, speaking of vibrators. I knew this guy, right? And one time he like rented a hotel and he did like this thing where he tried to see how many vibrators he could get a midget to stick in his butt and he died. That guy's Ooh. Michael Kirk. Give us a call of Michael Kirk Memorial Hotline 970-573-6148. There once was a man who loved midgets and now he's dead. His name is Michael Kirk. We miss you, Mike. Miss you. With that said, I've been Gabe. I'm Tim. I'm Juan. And Tom Doyle. <laughs> and, and, you know, I don't, I don't get to say that's that fair, often. Yeah. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See you, YouTube. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Thinking Outside the Long Walks podcast. Join us on Facebook and Twitter to get behind-the-scenes information for exclusive content and to be notified when new episodes are available. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent or reflect those of the Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast, Baron Space Productions, its partners, or affiliates. The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is made available by its creators, Juan, John, and Gabe. The podcast is edited and produced by Juan, and Alby is the co-executive producer. The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is a barren space production.